Hey guys, welcome back to season five of Rooting and Gaijing. This is episode three, and I'm back with another solo episode by yours truly, Hana. And this time I'll be talking about how to find a job after college. And I know that this isn't the most glamorous thing to talk about, but I just feel like it's so important to share some sort of insight into what it's really like to navigate life after college, whether it's like finding a job or making your mark in the professional world. And I'm not an expert by any means, but I hope to give this episode as some sort of guide to those who are experiencing or trying to go through life after college because it is not easy. It's a scary world out there. Finding a job is not easy, which I'll go into. Um, and also wanted to give a disclaimer that even though this episode is about finding a job after you graduate college specifically, there are a ton of other jobs that you can get without having a college degree. Um, that's a whole nother topic, but just wanted to put that out there. You really don't need a college degree if college isn't for you or you aren't able to afford college because college is not cheap, which again is another topic into itself. But yeah, just wanted to put it out there. But because I was fortunate enough to go to a college um, I wanted to give my perspective of what it's like um, to get a job and to really, you know, make it out there in the real world. Um, so I just wanted to share how this episode is going to be broken down into. I will first be talking about my personal job searching story. So how I found my job, current job, and how I really, how it really was during the transition of graduating college and starting that first job. The second thing I'll be going into is my crazy career spreadsheet, which Missy knows about. I am a crazy organizer type A person, so bear with me. I have this crazy, insane spreadsheet, which sort of helped me find a job, um, and I'll go into more depth into that. Um, and the last thing I'll talk about is I'll try to give some tips. Hopefully, they'll be sort of useful. Again, I'm not an expert, but these are some um, tips, friendly tips that really helped me and hope that will help you as you try to find a job after college. So into my personal job searching story, um, I will say that the transition from graduating college and getting my first job was a couple rough months. It took around three to four months to properly find a job. Um, but to give a little, to backtrack, I actually went back home to Hawaii after graduating college, um, hoping to get a job by the time I went to New York because I knew for sure I wanted to end up in New York City, um, but I wanted to secure a job beforehand. Unfortunately, that didn't come easy. I had a couple leads here and there. I did have an interview um, for a company in New York City, so I basically moved to New York at the end of July without a job, but had a couple interviews lined up, hoping that it would be okay. Like I was pretty confident in myself, um, but didn't get the one that I really wanted where I was literally in the final steps for. Um, very discouraged, obviously. Um, and yeah, it was really rough coming to New York City without a job because New York City ain't cheap. Like anyone will know New York City is crazy expensive. Rent is just ridiculous. Everything expensive, transpo, food, everything. So I fortunately had my parents supporting me during the months that I was unemployed, though I did not do a good job with um, keeping up and trying to find a job. I would apply here and there, but I really got to a really low point in my life. Well, I shouldn't say my life because I'm only 23, but I was at a low point where I was stuck in my apartment 
you know, scrolling mindlessly through jobs, didn't really actively apply, but I was just really discouraged because, you know, I know people are like, don't compare yourself to others, but you really can't help it. The human brain just works like that. I got discouraged because I would see my friends, um, you know, getting jobs and I was really happy for them. And it was bittersweet because I was happy for them, but I was also really jealous because I didn't really have a job, didn't really have luck in it. I would have some interviews, but it didn't work out. Um, and just getting ghosted so many times. It's really a discouraging process. It's sort of like the dating game. Like you go on all these different interviews and applications and go through writing hundreds of different cover letters, which is really exhausting in and itself, um, trying to personalize a cover letter for every company. Um, and it can get really exhausting. It's really exciting in the beginning because you, oh, you're like, oh, yay, I'm going to get a job, like going to get income and it's going to be great. But um, it is crazy competitive. So I did not realize that. Um, and I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? whatever like I I was really discouraged that I almost felt like giving up in some point um and I would I think I applied to around a total of 35 to 40 jobs um which is considered moderate I heard some people apply to like 100 jobs but it's different with every industry I would say I'm in the communications industry by the way um and I think I properly interviewed with, with four companies which isn't a lot so you can see how crazy um, companies, how many in applicants and applications that companies get and how many people they only interview. Um, and so I, yeah, during those three, four months afterwards, I come October and I got an interview with this company called Dot Dash and literally they hired me that day of the interview, which is crazy. I'm like, how did it take just like a day of an interview to get a job when like I was like scrolling mindlessly and waiting around for three to four months it was insane it kind of happened like out of the blue which is like great I was just like a little shook by that I was like wow it was really fast um and I'm so fortunate for the company um to come to New York City without a job was really risky but I think it worked out in the end even though it took a drain the most draining three four months of my life um and so yes I finally found a job through dot dash which is a media publishing company. Dot Dash basically owns a bunch of brands. Um, these brands are mostly sites. So sites that cover a vast amount of different topics. For example, we have LifeWire that covers technology, Birdie covers beauty, and Spruce that covers lifestyle. So it's a very interesting company. Think of us as like a micro Condé NAS, but not to that level. Um, and so I'm specifically on the e-commerce team, which I had no experience or background in, even though a lot of the job requires editorial, which was my background. So it was really random, but it really worked out. I'm still with the company to this day. I'm going to hit a year in October, which is really exciting. Um, yeah. And then during that time, you know, I got pulled. I was, I started off as a contractor, got full-time and then promoted. So, and it was all really unexpected. So you never know where life will take you. It's really cheesy, but you really have to follow wherever life takes you because you can't really plan these things for real. So on to the next part of this episode, I will be talking about my crazy spreadsheet. So um, obviously can't show you, but I, because I'm such a crazy organizer, insane person, and I'm a type A, um, where are my type A people at? Um, I create a spreadsheet and Word doc for everything. So of, of course I needed to create one for a job. So 
I, during my downtime of finding a job to organize everything in my life, I decided to create a Google spreadsheet. So I basically have it divided into 12, no, 10 tabs. Um, and it seems a little excessive. And obviously, if you want to create a spreadsheet like mine, like you don't need to follow everything I do because 10 tabs is a little excessive. And I think I just put in way too much that I need to because I am such a crazy note taker person. Um, but I would say that this really helped keep me on track whenever I was applying to things, whenever I was looking for jobs or just organizing all my thoughts into one during this process. Um, and so I wanted to share a couple tabs I think are useful in case, and I do recommend making some sort of a th organizer. It doesn't have to be like a spreadsheet, but just some sort of thing where you can keep track of everything you apply to, everything related to your career um, process so it looks more clear because it can get it can get a lot when you apply to like 50 companies and you don't remember which one you interviewed for and which one you were supposed to like follow up on so I hope that this will serve serves as some kind of like guide I guess so one of the tabs is an obvious one it's called applied and it basically lists all the positions companies I apply to including the date which is super important so you keep track of like oh, if I interviewed with that company like two weeks ago, why haven't they gotten back to me kind of thing? And so I have it divided into three columns. So the position, date applied, and status, which um, indicates if I had an interview with them, phone interview, in-person interview, or if I got rejected, whatnot. Um, and then the next tab I wanted to talk about is connections. So these are basically names of people that I know, people that I network with, also people that I want to reach out to. Um, I will go more into this, but networking, and I know I'm probably going to sound like your mother or career counselor, but networking is incredibly important. Um, you never know where people will end up, and you never know. Even if you're like colleagues or friends will end up because that can end up being very useful in your life. So I basically have a list of all the people I knew, people that I've worked with, people that I've interned with, um, supervisors, managers, really anyone that is related to my industry, related to um, what I want to do. And I write down their names, their positions, their emails, when I emailed or contacted them during this process, and also people that I want to reach out to. So I just like listed a couple names that I, people that I kind of admire in the industry, people are in the industry who are related to what I'm doing. Um, so that could also be helpful during this process as well. Um, and in another tab, I have a thing called companies. So this just basically lists all the companies I admire slash want to work for. This could be good for like future use. So I have this divided into three tabs, depending on your industry, this could really be anything you want, but I basically have it divided into a couple tabs of companies or fields that I'm truly interested in because um, I honestly, even though I have a full-time job and I'm so happy with it, I don't know what I if this is a thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. So I just basically keep a running tab of like all the companies that I really like slash admire the work that they've done. So I go back to it sometimes and be like, oh, maybe I could go into try this industry or maybe I can try this kind of thing. Um, so for example, in my, one of my tabs, I have all the editorial companies I like, but in the other tab, I have brands slash companies. So 
some examples of this is like Etsy or Warby Parker, things that I really, companies that I really admire and work for. And then I have a tab called digital content agency. So like different sort of industries to look at. And I just use this as like a visual thing. Like maybe I can try this sort of industry or maybe I can tackle this sort of thing. So yeah, that's sort of my gist, I guess, of like the company's tab, if that makes sense. Um, the other two that I briefly wanted to mention because they're kind of similar are interests and skills and strengths. So I would say these tabs are good for when you're interviewing um, or writing cover letters. For interests, I just put uh, field slash subjects that I'm really interested in. Again, this is different for every industry, but for me, I'm really interested in wellness, lifestyle, health, beauty. I know that seems like a lot, but they're all like under one umbrella. And it also just helps me get a better idea of what I wanted and what I wanted to really apply for. Um, And in skills and strengths, pretty self-explanatory but these are good these are just like notes I jotted down when I was interviewing or in the process of just to like remind myself what I could really sell myself as when I'm talking to managers or hiring people some strengths that I really carry that make me stand out from the crowd um so that is just sort of glimpse I guess into my crazy spreadsheet world Again, really don't need to follow everything I do because it's really like, I I just write an unnecessary amount of detail. Um, but I would highly suggest making some sort of running track of things that you apply to or just anything co- related to your career that you can use for future reference and to really keep in mind of because it's always good to have some sort of visual component um, and to look something to look at in terms of like your job and what you want. So the last thing I wanted to get into were some lessons and tips I wanted to share um, about navigating life after college. And some of these tips I will say are kind of obvious, but you know what? It's always good to get reminded of these things and reinforce yourself with these sort of lessons in life. So the first thing is to never underestimate the competitive job market. Um, finding a job versus finding an internship are completely different animals. Don't be like me and think of that as the same thing. I was fortunate enough to find my internship fairly easily. Um, and it was all a very quick process as well. So I thought, you know, finding a job will be similar. Like I will have the same luck and, you know, apply and find a job within two weeks, but no, it's completely different. It's finding a job is just, again, it's like, because it's like a full-time thing and you're, you have more authority on things rather than an internship. It is much more competitive and there is a much wider pool of candidates of really experienced people. So you really have to go full force here. You really have to be aggressive when it comes to jobs, when it comes to applying. Even for me, like I'm not the most aggressive person. I'm pretty shy. So it is hard, but you're going to have to really sell yourself without obviously without sounding too cocky, but really trying to put yourself out there because who else is going to sell yourself besides you? Um, I would say to use every single resource you have, um, make the LinkedIn if you haven't, um, create alerts on Google Jaws, LinkedIn, or Indeed, because you never know what'll pop up, um, and just really sell yourself, you know, figure out what your true strengths and skills are, think of your elevator pitch, um, for me personally, um, I did definitely take my background slash ethnicity to my advantage, um, the fact that, you know, being in this communications industry is very undiverse. So 
I think being an Asian American woman, so double minority, has really helped. And I, that is sort of why it pushes me to be in the communication industry to represent um, such an unrepresented group in this field. But figure out what you think um, will set you apart, even if it's not your background, like your skills. If you're like specialized in such a specific niche field, find that and really use that to your advantage. Um, or, you know, again, with being aggressive, create a website, do everything you can um, to really, or create business cards too, to, yeah, to really sell yourself and be like, hey, I'm professional, I'm here, and I'm ready to go. The next tip that I have is to keep in contact with your former colleagues and supervisors. Um, this also comes with networking too. Again, networking is stressful and annoying sometimes, but it is so necessary. Like you really never know who you're going to meet. Even if, you know, you don't necessarily know a lot of people, I'm sure you know someone who knows someone in the industry. Even though like I like know a lot of my, uh, the people that are in my network through school. So alums work really well. Anyone in your school, college, I'm sure there's got to be a couple handful of people who are really successful in your industry. Um, and regularly keep in contact with them. Don't be like, if you apply for a job in their company, don't be like, hey, remember me? Like, please put in a good word for me. Like, no, definitely keep in contact with them. Meet up with them a couple times. Um, eating up for coffee is extremely important. During my downtime when I was looking for jobs, I used that time to meet up with people, have coffee with people that I knew, um, and really get some insight and tips. My tip too, though, is don't, like outright ask them for a job obviously um just really use the opportunity to get to know them more be comfortable with them and really understand what the industry like is like because they know their experience they're really good resources for that um and even if you don't know too many people um cold emailing is very viable um i will say it's very scary but cold emailing is amazing because you know People in the industry you might not know this, but they are willing to help others. If you are um, initiating contact with someone and saying that you you know you admire their work and you know you follow their work and everything, they will make that they'll be more than welcome to help you. As someone who is in in the industry, if someone reached out to me and wanted to ask for my advice, I would definitely be happy to um, because they initiated that content. I know that they're serious about their career, so. Don't be afraid. They've all been in your shoes before. So don't be like, you know, just because you're not, you know, um, you're just a recent college grad, they'll be more than willing to help. As an example, I cold emailed this woman named Lindsay Arakawa, who used to work at Refinery29. She now does freelance in Japan. But during the time, I really admired her work for a long time. She did a lot of the social for Refinery29. And I love the fact that, that she's an Asian American woman and really made that push to represent Asian Americans on their social media. And I really love that f- her for that. Um, and so I just cold emailed her because her email was available on Instagram, the beauty of Instagram nowadays. And I actually used our connection as being both from Hawaii. Um, and I think finding a base connection is such a good starting point for getting to know someone you cold email because that's something you can talk about. Um, even if they don't go to your school, find some sort of thing that connects you. Like if you come from the same hometown, if you have the same interests, same passions, just find that thing, cold email them. Because when I mentioned I was from Hawaii 
and I cold emailed her. She responded fairly quickly, and we met up for coffee. She was so sweet, and she even showed me the Refinery29 office. So even if like you cold email someone without wanting to get a job, it's still such a good contact to have because um, she's turned out to be such a cool person that I really admire. So you never know. Like just find a list of people that you really like in the industry. Maybe not go too far-fetched um, in terms of people. Like maybe don't email Eva Chen or like just someone that you think um, will have really good insight and someone whose work you admire for a while. So my third tip is to really brush up on your resume and cover letter as well as your interviewing skills. I won't go too much into depth with this because there's so many resources that you can look up online with how to go about these things, but definitely use the downtime of when you're career searching, looking for jobs to watch videos or read books, um, get tips from colleagues or people that you know in the industry because it... You know, you might think you know like a lot when you graduate college, but um, there's there you can never stop learning with these kind of things. There's one book that I really like relied on. This is a book that I read during like a career search course uh, during college. Um, it's called Getting from College to Career by Lindsay Pollack, and I highly recommend that um, as a guide to you know really like polish up all your like requirements like your resume and cover letter and interviewing um and you know there's so many resources out there but um and every company is definitely different but definitely get as much insight with as many people as you can and you can even you know uh tag along friends to help you with your interviewing um because it's different when you're practicing it by yourself and like having other people sort of stare at you and like give you in critiques of how you're doing and also, in addition to books, videos, etc., podcasts even, uh, use your college career center as like a resource because I'm, I'm sure a lot of universities have so many great like career centers that will always give you tips or job leads in that. So definitely use that as a resource. Um, the fourth tip that I have is that know that your first job isn't going to be your dream job slash company. So for me personally, I never thought I'd go into e-commerce. I just knew that it was going to be a viable thing in my industry and decided, okay, why not give it a shot? So, you know, I love it now, um, but you never know. People always change their interests all the time. I change my interests like every day. So just use the first job as sort of like not only like good experience to have, but to sort of navigate, oh, like like a trial like session to see if it's actually a good fit for you. You know, you gotta, you can't be picky with your first job really because it's not, it's very competitive in the job market, as I said, and you can't be like, oh, like I, I like this job, but you know, it doesn't have a lot of social media opportunities, even though like I'm in the lead for it. You know, you can't just be like, nitpicky about every job you get like if you accept a job and you're not completely sure if it aligns with your interests like you know take it with a grain of salt like don't be too like I guess in your head about it um there's always going to be other opportunities if you don't like the job within the first couple months you're more than welcome to leave but at the end of the day it's a job and it'll give you income even if you're not completely sure it matches your interests um, and also don't rule out internships and contract jobs, even though they're not ideal after graduating college, especially if you're dealing with loans, haha. Um, but it's still an opportunity, like I said. Um, I mean, I would 
probably not take unpaid internships because that's a little ridiculous in this day and age still. But it's still an experience at the end of the day. It'll get you somewhere. Again, a job is not permanent. Um, you're more than welcome to leave any time, but it's still something to, you know, have and to just work on in the meantime of finding your next job. So the very last tip that I have, um, I feel is the most important, and I wish I had been told during these three, four months I was waiting around and finding a job, is to take care of yourself during the job process. And that sounds like a little easy for me to say, but it is so important to take care of your mental health during this time. I can't tell you how many days where I felt like I was useless and I didn't, I would never find a job and I I wasn't really, you know, I, I didn't really feel worthy. Um, and these are all really, like, I'm. it was a very negative time because it really got to my head. It was really bad for my mental health because Rejection after rejection is very discouraging, and the more um, negative you are about it, the less motivated you are to find a job and to interview and apply. So you always have to remember that you'll get a job eventually at some point. You know, if you have a clear mind of what you want to do and you're looking actively looking for jobs, like everyone will get a job. Again, it's not going to be your dream job, but. Um, know that it, everyone has a different timeline, even though your friends may have found a job straight out of college. It's not the same for everyone. It's really based on luck and timing, honestly. Like, it's really nothing on you. It's more of like, is if this company has a hiring like freeze or um, if there's like positions that are really relevant to your skill set. Um, and then all the other tips too with this is to just like, you know, do whatever it takes to... Uh, take your mind off of this process, even though you should be focusing on finding a job during the time being. Um, take the time also to meet up with friends for coffee, work out, get out of the apartment at least, because I definitely did not listen to myself and just was in that really bad mental state for a while because I kept thinking, okay, I'm not going to find a job. I like, I did what I can. Like, I felt like there were so many days where like i I was on the verge of giving up and I definitely did not take care of myself. I like was locked up in my apartment. Um, but the more you do things that uh, keep your mind off of like finding a job, the more like positive and uplifted you'll be, especially when you're surrounded by like-minded people. People will give you positive energy. So yeah, definitely check in with yourself once in a while during the job process because everything will be all right. Trust me. 